Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay, quiet. That's enough. This is a podcast by my dad and my uncle. They talk a lot about music. Like, a lot. A lot. So please sit back and enjoy. I think they are going to start in about 14 seconds. Hi there, welcome to the, uh, excuse me, jeez Louise, <laughs> hello, <sighs> and thank you for joining us again at another up ep- for another episode of BG's Broken Records. My name is Bob. I'm Gare. And we are here to entertain you for one dog walk. Yes, sir. Gare. 30 minutes, yes. Yeah, so we are going to start every podcast with my begging, please. Please. Like or subscribe to this. Please, please, please. Tell a friend. Two, please forward it to a friend. Easy. Just copy, paste, send. Send it to two. Please. And I always forget what number three is, so we're just going to skip it. (laughs) Sorry, I forget. Two are the most important, but please send it to a friend. Thank you very much. Oh, before we dive into our subject today, which is coming back around from last seven, eight months ago, is... Rock bands playing with backing tracks. We're going to dive into that in a few minutes. Oh, someone's shaking their head already. No, no, the, this whole subject has gotten me so fired up, but go ahead. I just... Uh, well, let's let's do our standard kind of random stuff before we jump into it, okay? My friend Tom, over in London, sends me a text the other day. The text was, Jimmy Buffett is now worth a billion dollars. Not surprising. Well, he was number two on our list from episode number one, mm-hmm. if anybody goes that far back. McCartney was one right? at $1.2 billion. Buffett was two. I think he was like $900 million at that point, so he must have sold a lot of cheeseburgers. What is Buffett? He's younger than those guys, but he's got to be 75? I, I have no idea. I know he's a little bit younger than the rest of the Brits, but okay, just curious. So I was with my better half last Friday night. And we went downtown Detroit to see a play at the Detroit Public Theater. And it was a it was a musical about a young gentleman who wanted to find himself in the 70s and went over to Amsterdam. It was a good play. But I'm talking to somebody at intermission, and the story goes like this. Now, I'm not a music person. This is a lady I'm talking to. I'm not a music person, but I was asked by my husband to go see the MC5. Whoa. <laughs> right. And I looked and I said, there's only one left. Yeah, well, I didn't really want to go. He was playing somewhere down in Mexican town. I'm thinking, really? Hmm, okay. So Wayne Kramer? I, I thought he was in L.A. or something. I'm not really sure. Her comment to me was, I really didn't want to go because, you know, they've got this reputation, you know, just mean, bad people, you know, tough guys and all this stuff. And I said, really? Yeah, 1967. Exactly. <laughs> she said, I was the youngest one there. <laughs> Yeah, the reputation from the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. 1968. Well, and that reminded me of when you and I went to see Seeker the first time. Oh, yeah. They were bringing people in wheelchairs. Oh, canes, walkers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the whole nine yards. And God God bless them for going. But let's let's think, remember that Seeger comment when we go into our main part of our podcast today because he didn't play with backing tracks. Nope. Not one bit. 
Neither did Pearl Jam, neither does the Rolling Stones. So we've got that. Now, one thing that I found strange in the last week, not strange in the last week, but I found it kind of refreshing. Uh, Metallica, not Metallica, Megadeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, just... um, Dave Mustaine. Mustaine. So he used to have a guitar player, if I'm correct. Uh, Marty Friedman used to play with Megadeth. Okay. So Rick Beato, who's a guy on YouTube who does a lot of videos, is interviewing Marty Friedman. Okay. Guess where Marty Friedman lives? Since you say it that way, he's got to live in... uh, Birmingham or Bloomfield or something like that. <laughs> no, Japan, but oh. still, that's close, man. <laughs> right? I was trying to pick up what you were laying down, right. but okay. All right. So so he's out touring right now, and he's doing smaller venues because it's just his name. It's not Megadeth or anything like that, and he's a shredder. I, I mean, I, I tried to listen to a few of his songs, and it's just my head oh, spins. Sounds a little painful, but okay. His whole band? Japanese. So when he's on stage and he, they're all getting ready... They're all talking Japanese. He's fluent in Japanese. He took it online oh. from the University of uh, Iowa or something like that. And he said, oh, all the, uh, the people who are erecting the, the stage and all this stuff, they're just staring at him like they don't even know what they're saying. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Well, you know who else is a big fan of the Japanese culture in the last, mm, I don't know, I'm going to say 15 years? Uh, Diamond Dave, DLR. Oh. He's got the full tattoo i don't know if it goes it's on his chest but he's got a japanese girlfriend and he's over there all the time so i'd throw that out i wonder if she's rich i think uh, i think diamond dave's got a few bucks put away you think he's got a couple uh couple yeah shackles for someone who's insane totally okay so today's podcast so i stumbled across uh rick beato's video on should bands use backing tracks? Then I started diving into it a little more. And I know I had sent Gary a few weeks ago, maybe two, three months ago, that slip up by Kiss in, in uh, Antwerp. Right. Where Paul walks away from the mic and he's still singing. And I, I'm like, holy shit. And I know I know they're going to come around and I know Matt T is going to want to go see him. We have to go I, see him. I don't know, man. I really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can give him any more money. Be, Whoa, the, Mick Jagger. Hey, what? what? Come on now. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I, I'd rather go see the Hoodoo Gurus at the Magic Bag play live. The think about the fun it's going to be. It's not the band. It's your bros. We're all going together. Matt, well, as long as I'll Matt, buy your ticket. As long as Matt, Matt's brother Andy can drive us. Oh, <laughs> ouch. 96, leave your friends at Tiger Stadium. Have to use the phone in the fire station because there's no cell phones. Well, I wasn't going to dive that far into Oops. the history of it, but <laughs> since you mentioned, sorry, sorry, since sorry. you mentioned it, okay, that's a couple of the crazy little things that I saw over the last week. Anything uh, pop up from you? No, I, mm, I, 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 I don't, I don't have because I'm so fired up on this backing trip. I am. I am disgusted, and at the same time, I'm 50-50. I kind of understand it, and the more I looked at some of these YouTube clips and doing a little research, but at the end of the day, I still think it's such bullshit, and it throws you into a category with Britney Spears and Mariah Carey and all these... And Madonna and Michael Jackson. It's just disgusting. And then you get someone, and I'm going to speed ahead, Cher, who just steps right up and says... You know what? She was singing with her mom and Ellen DeGeneres. My mom's been sick, so we're just going to lip sync this today. And what can you say to that? It's like, well, okay, I guess. Share. Go yeah, away. Right. 
Go oh, away. Completely. Go away. Completely. And take your mom with you, too. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Well, since you started down this road, go. Backing track. So doing some of the research, this is a much bigger issue than I thought. I mean, we all, we've all we all seen people. I mean, hey, look at the old uh, Dick Clark on Saturday mornings. Everybody, I mean, look at the Van Halen on Dick Clark, how bad they're lip syncing there. So we always... But, but, but to that note, you knew that it wasn't live. I mean, all these, True. these bands would get up there, and this is before they had... Great point. ...things where you plug it into your guitar, wear it on your belt. You'd see in the 60s and 70s, like these guys on uh, Don Kirsch and his rock concert, they wouldn't have chords to their guitars. You knew they were faking sure. it. Sure, So you knew some of that stuff, but it was all you could get. I think this is a completely different beast. Well, when you step away from the mic and the backing track vocal is still going. Are you talking about the Star Child? (laughs) Yes. It's, I don't know. You know, I, okay, so if we're specifically going to look at Paul Stanley, he's 70. And to enhance the concert experience, Maybe he needs a little bit of that. And and doing some of the research, they said, what does Paul really owe us anymore? And I'm like, okay. Now, I can be my own devil's advocate and say he owes us a solid show, but his voice is not there like it used to be. David Lee Roth's voice is gone. But what about my boy Vince Neil? Have you seen no. some of the pathetic? No. no. He's running around. He's fat as a pig, so out of shape, which right there, it's like he had a year to get ready, and they interviewed the guitarist for Def Leppard. Guy's a vegetarian. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Great shape. Yeah. He he volunteered to say, hey, Vince, uh, last year it was uh, the crew, Def Leppard, and I think Poison, all on tour together. And he offered to help him get into shape. No, I'm good. So he doesn't even respect the fans enough to get into good shape for the tour, yet he's making up the words as he goes, and the, the vocal track is saying the right words. Okay, so when when this whole thing started, they started uh, with the backing tracks that I saw recently. They were specifically targeting Mick Mars and his departure from Motley Crue and Kiss. Kiss, yes, is a spectacle. I get that. Those concerts are an event, and you can get... Everybody is saying, if I'm caught with it, I do it to enhance the sound, enhance the sound, enhance the sound. But my comment is, and this goes back to what I was saying at the intro, you and I went to see Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Great show. They didn't have backing tracks, and they filled they filled a 17,000-seat arena with sound, and it sounded great. And Bob, who warmed up? The Rockets, <laughs> Detroit's one and only the Rockets, which was which was supposedly going to be a launching pad for Johnny B. Badanjek's writing career. Oh, yeah, didn't and pan I, out because Dave Gilbert. And I do want to say this: a little too hard. The Bob Seger show, his band, tightest band, one of the tightest bands I think we've ever that I've ever seen. Right, but there was again, there were no backing tracks. No. Okay. No. Mick Mars is out of Motley Crue. John Five from the east side of Detroit is playing with him now. Nikki Six supposedly doesn't doesn't even have his bass on. They they said he's an absolutely terrible bass player, and I sent you that link today. Oh yeah, I saw that. Where they're going to cut a new album, 
and he's so bad he's they need Bob, a ghost guy to Bob play rock yeah the to, producer to play bass because he's so bad yeah seriously quit if that's what you're gonna get are you are you paying for the movie style of experience by going to a show where you know that 60 or 70 percent of what is shown to you or you hear is is programmed by computers and you know what they said in the research they said if it's gonna be that then why don't you just have a bunch of holograms bob you just went to tell them about the show you went and saw well i went to uh see the abba voyage in london and how was it you said it was phenomenal right but you knew what it was it was holograms of abba circa 1979 up there doing all their songs with a live band and backup singers. I truly think we're going to start seeing that. Gene and Paul own their likenesses. They won't be able to use Ace, but they could... I, I bet you Tommy Thayer would... For, 100%, 100%. For a couple hundred grand a year would license his likeness. Now, the biggest concept here and what I took away, and this, this is a great... I think we, we've got a couple podcasts on this. This is not going to just end here. But the biggest thing is we don't like to see our idols get old. For this specific thing, we don't like our rock idols to get old. And you look at Motley Crue, back in the day when they were shooting up beer, Nikki Six. Stupid. So stupid. We can drink it. Right. Or shoot it up. But these guys were in their 20s. They're pushing 70 now. Bob, I I get tired at... (laughs) Nine o'clock at night. Well, I'm sleepy. But that goes back to what uh, Jamie Lee Curtis said. Hey, Bruce Springsteen, why don't you do a matinee for us old people? <laughs> oh, the, she did. I think you're. I think she's hitting Motley <laughs> Crue. Why don't you play a one o'clock? <laughs> Why don't you do a double header? One to three, uh, uh, five to seven. Yeah, exactly. We're all home by eight o'clock. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, I did not. I got to look that up. Oh, I yeah, love that. No, that's a good one. Okay. So even Stephen Piercy from Rat came out and he he was slagging these guys off about how all of all of Motley Crue's show is taped. And his voice is terrible these days too. Who Piercy? Oh, he's playing State Fair. It's his voice. Yeah. When they isolate him, he's terrible. Well, what about? The, what about that Finnish band called Santa Cruz? Did you see that one video I sent you? They were playing at the Whiskey. Oh, yes. Yes. And the lead singer had his back to the microphone. The vocals are coming over, and he just sat there. He didn't even go up until the, the, the chorus no. was over. And they're getting to a point now, uh, and I'm, and I'm going to jump around here a little bit, the whole Ashley Simpson 2004 Saturday Night Live. That was, that was brilliant. But that was... That was a huge scandal. Now you have people where they're not matching up and they just kind of, eh, you know, the, falling in reverse. I, the band falling. Hey, we can't play tonight. Why? Because we don't have our laptops. We forgot our laptops. Yeah. Wait, what? Yep. Do you think James Taylor or Carol <laughs> King ever said that? Wait a minute. So who was I watching? I was watching somebody uh, in, in the last... Oh, it was some random guy. But he was talking about that band falling backwards and they're hip hop. So yeah. most of their stuff is electronic made in a studio with computers. So they're bringing their instruments to the stage. That's an argument that they have. Well, and, and with hip hop, the only thing that was real or live were the voices. Vo- vocals, yeah. Right. And that's, that's okay. Run DMC. But in the research here, 50 Cent. 
did a thing. They show Mariah Carey at the Dick Clark New Year's Eve. Oh, it yeah. was so bad. Oh, yeah. She just was walking around the stage. So when the Pistons won in 2006, I'm up at, I'm up at the, uh, the palace. Okay. And Aretha is doing the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. I was in the balcony. I, I mean, I was way up there. I could tell she was lip syncing. I could tell. Here's another thing I took from this. So Beyonce, who did uh, Obama's inauguration in uh, 08, 20, uh, yeah, 08, 08, 08 okay. or 12. She did it. And they, they even said like, oh my gosh, there's no way she's singing it. Cause look how strong and everything, you know, and later on she just said, yeah, oh, absolutely. I did because millions and millions of people watching, this was so important I didn't want to screw it up. I wanted to make sure my voice was dead on that day. And you kind of listen to that reasoning and you kind of go, okay. I'm, I, I guess I'm okay with that because of the the historic event. So, well, let's take it and does it work for the Super Bowl where you've got a billion people watching and you roll out and you're singing to a track. When Pink did it the other uh, couple of years ago, remember when she took her gum out because she had a sore throat and she still sang oh. it. Do you remember that? I, I don't know if I do. She did, did. it live okay. with a sore throat. Well, through the research, 50% of the bands on the road or more are doing it. But, you know, they brought up a great point. It's been going on since The Who, Bob O'Reilly. Right. I saw that, too. And I was kind of like, God, I'm starting to get so bummed out here. Well, cheap trick. I swear to God, especially when the Dream Police came out, they, they were piping that stuff in, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm almost positive. So, do you remember that guy Eddie Trunk who used to do that metal show uh, on oh, VH1 or MTV no, it was MTV MTV MT, uh, MTV Metal or something? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Eddie Trunk does a, a, a podcast and he's got a YouTube channel. And you either love Eddie Trunk or you hate him. I mean, I don't really care for metal, so I don't I don't have a a horse in the in the in the race. I do listen to Ozzy's Boneyard though on satellite radio. Well, he got kicked off of that. Oh, he did. He did by Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, when I digress. It, when it went to Ozzy's Boneyard from just the Boneyard, okay, she got rid of him. So nice. Eddie Trunk was talking about there was a band called All That Remains, and the guitar player couldn't make the tour, so he recorded all his parts, all right. and gave it to the band. Yeah. And said to the uh, said to the fans, "You'll hear me out there. I just won't be there." I got to tell you, in 1982, Van Halen Diver Down tour, we were at Joe Lewis. I'm on Eddie's side of the stage. I was so fired up about it, and I don't know if Van Halen's ever done it, but if you were to tell me now that that was a guitar track, which I doubt it was, I want to believe it wasn't. It would bum me out. So bad. Right. If they piped in Eddie's leads. Right. Yeah. Because you feel like you're witnessing something. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know for sure. No. But I, I, unless unless he was, you know, it was one of those nights where they were just over imbibing in advance. Now, what year was that? Oh, uh, it was 80, uh, yeah, eight, so that, summer of 82. So that was the big 80s time. But for you them. know what? The last time I saw Van Halen in 2012, they should have pumped in vocals for DLR because his voice, pointing the microphone out to the audience, his voice was and is terrible because he right now is recording old Van Halen songs and he's putting them on his website. Terrible, terrible. 
David Lee Roth, stop. Just go away. Well, go that, away. That's a whole other thing. I mean, what yeah, he's what, insane. I know, but what, what there's a, there's a gentleman in in London called Classic Album Review, and he does uh, he does top ten lists. Which, and now that I'm watching this stuff, I'm I'm glad we're done doing top ten lists because it does get a little monotonous. Yes. But he was saying he did one the other day that was all about bands that should just quit, and it's The Who, Kiss, The Stones, all these bands. Because they are they are just a tribute band to themselves, and we've already covered this. We've already gone over this, so I don't want to bore Paul G. out in Washington D.C., who's one of our fifty-eight subscribers. Hello, but you, Paul. But you know what I will say to it though: when we saw the Stones, you know, uh, November of twenty twenty-one, Mick sounded great. I don't know if there's they claim there's nothing going on there, but now again through this discussion makes you think back to every show you've seen now big show big arena shows to say what's real and what's what's memorex (laughs) (laughs) woo (laughs) oh i just had (laughs) you've been been working on that one for hours haven't you (laughs) maybe you know the darkness the band so when gary showed up today i was listening to justin hawkins who's the lead singer of the darkness and when they had that one album come out about 20 years ago, it, oh. it was through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. His vocals <laughs> are just they're, un- they're awesome. Unbelievable. Awesome. But he, uh, he, he was talking about this whole Kiss controversy and he was going over it and he's like, look, I saw him f- three, four years ago and I know they were playing live. He said, I saw him just not too long ago. I don't think it was as live as it, as it should have been. Right. But he said, even the darkness, we we have something in the background yep. just to make it sound a little better. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I know a lot of people do that. But so if we don't want to do that, it, it, sorry, if we don't want to hear that, what do, what do we as the fans do? We don't buy tickets. Correct. Okay. I just bought you and I two tickets to see Greta Van Fleet. Oh, this is going to be a good show. Okay. The service charges oh. from Ticketmaster... Garrett, sorry, I cheaped out on the tickets because they wanted $80 in ticket for, for where I wanted to sit. I said, forget that. Forget it. Service now, charges are sometimes more than more the actual than the ticket. ticket price. This year, I'm going to go see, you should get tickets for Queen. Oh, yeah. so, so Adam Lambert, big fan. Yeah. You don't think they're going to have backing tracks? That thing is going to be backing track bonanza. Kid's got a pretty good voice, though. No, he's got a good voice, but you can't... The the harmonies, the Bohemian Rhapsody, who's yeah. going to sing the backgrounds on it? Right. And I, these guys are old. They're old. Everybody's getting old. Exactly. So I got two tickets for Duran Duran, not for you and me, but right. myself and my lady friend. There's going to be something in the background there. Oh, 100%. It's guaranteed. 100%. But I, I, I want to see Duran Duran. The fact that they can sell out Little Caesars... Yeah, at this point... At this point... And they hit the scene in what? 81? Yeah, 81. 81. Girls on film. Great tune. So Greta Van Fleet, they're going to sell out Little Caesars Arena. I saw them four years ago in a 1,700-seat hall in London. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They came through. Eight months later, they played the same place, but they played it three nights in a row. Okay. I mean, they used to play St. Andrew's Hall here. Is this this Little Caesars one of their biggest... I don't know. It's 20,000 people. I think they said that on the... They they bring up a good thing and... Now, and now, well, hold on real quick. 
So one of these, during all my research, somebody made a comment to me, or not, not to me, somebody made a comment that said, nobody pipes their music through their amps anyway. Oh, yeah, I did see that too. So, so yeah. are, are all those amps up there hollow and they just pipe it through the PA system? Yeah. Again, this whole topic has just bummed me out. And they brought up another good thing too. And specifically, they were really riding Kiss hard. How about the band respects its legacy? Going back to what you said a minute ago, maybe it's time to hang it up. You can't, you, you can't, you're so addicted to cash, baby, cash, cash. the audience, the, the everything, yeah, yeah, the nar- everything. There's narcissism there. And, yeah, well, yeah. and everybody hates being on the road, but the cash, yes, but it's the Gene walks out. Okay. I see Frampton, four piece band with Frampton. He didn't pipe anything in. He in, was- in the warm up band, Cardinal Black, they didn't pipe anything in. Uh, Frampton's going on tour again this year. He thought he was going to have to stop. Have you seen him? He is so thin. And oh, I know. Whatever degenerative, uh, yeah, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. disease he has. Uh, but he said he still feels good, and he's going to go out on tour again this year. Good. I saw him at Freedom Hill. He was unbelievable about four years ago. Yeah. Respect your legacy. I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I just don't know what to do at well, this point. Well, can you call it live music anymore? Well, that that's the thing. The pro- if the promoters are okay with it, it'll continue. And the promoters are going to be okay with it as long as they can t- sell tickets. 100%. And if there's if there's no blowback from the audience, so what, what are we paying money for? We're paying money for an event that includes possibly yeah. some live music. We're paying to go see the circus. And yeah. you know what? Some of it's real and some of it's magic. Really? No. Uh, I mean, uh, no, no bullshit. It's that's, like, a great, that's a great point. Some of it's, you know, I'm going to pull a rabbit out of a hat, whatever, and some of it's going to be real elephants. Um, and it's just kind of, it just grinds me. It just bums me out big time. Well, the Dead, Fish, Black Crows, name a few other bands, they don't, they don't have backing tracks, and they can fill a hall. Yeah, that's what I said earlier, Pearl Jam. Do, do you think when we saw Jimmy Page and the Black Crows, they were piping shit in? No. Not a chance. No way. No way. Because I did like that story with Gary last week. Gary from uh, Firebird Records. Oh, with Jimmy, Jimmy Page. Page. Stop by and he buys his own records. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. The hard to find. The hard album. to find. The ones. hard to find. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It, you can't find one with a mint condition paper sleeve. Well, Those are a bitch. And if Jimmy Page is doing that, think he's probably got a room. Oh, guaranteed. Full of. <laughs> hey, what's this? It's my Led Zeppelin room. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is Led Zeppelin four room. Right. This is yeah, Led Zeppelin exactly. through the outdoor room. Do you have any other music? Oh, well, it's down the hall yeah. and on the lower shelf in the kitchen. Yeah. over there. Now I didn't want to admit to you, but um, what did he say? Gary Kemp bought in the court of the Crimson King. Okay, correct. Yeah. Correct. So I did pick up a copy of that from him mm-hmm. because I know you and I slag it off a little. Right. And I want to give it a spin start to finish and just see what I think. Okay. Oh, don't give me that All look. Right, let me, let me. Don't, don't give me that look. <laughs> what do you think, Garrett? It's been 30 minutes. I think it's good. I think we've got a lot more to say on this. Okay. Um, I'm going to go get the blood pressure cuff and we're going to see where we stand yeah, at this I point. Yeah, I just, you guys, and, and, and this isn't a generational thing. This is paying you know hard-earned cash that we all work very hard for as i'm on my soapbox right now you want to think you're getting the real deal and i and i understand a couple things but again as much as i say this my own devil's advocate paul stanley's 70 does he really owe us anymore 
his voice is not what it used to be, and so they pipe in a vocal track. Right. What I think they do is he has a fully recorded concert set up, and he sings, and his mic is lower than the piped-in vocals. So he's actually double-tracking his own vocals. Sure. So sure. That, so that's what it was. I think he does sing, but he sings with himself. Well, and you know what? I'll end on this point. So if he pre-records it, so it might not be live, it's still Paul. It's still him. It's still real Paul Stanley. Valid. Kind of sound like a lawyer there for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the real person, Bob. Call Dewey Cheatham and Howe for help. <laughs> I don't know. It To end on this, it just, um, it really kind of bums me out. And when you look, all bands are doing it, but so many of the pop bands are doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. So we should give a, a shout out. Oh, I, we forgot about yeah. the sponsor today. The sponsor today is Point Alarm. Again? Again, yes, for all your alarm and camera plus, plus, plus needs. And call Gary, that's me, <laughs> at Point Alarm. That's not what I was pointing at. Oh. You didn't figure that one out? Oh, no, I didn't. Wait. Look, po- look right here. Justin at Point Alarm. Oh, right. We'll give a shout out to Justin, Justin. at Point Alarm, who is... One of our biggest fans at Point Alarm. Amanda is also, I think she's waned a little bit. What? I don't know. I just, I'm not hearing it. Like every time we put a new one out, Justin comes up to me and goes, like the monkeys, I told you. He goes, I didn't know a lot about the monkeys. Now I do. Uh, I'll tell you that Barrett Jackson video you sent me of selling the monkey mobile. That was freaking hysterical. I would love to have that car. Yeah. Well, it's in Michigan. Right, and one's in Jersey. There's only two of them. Puerto Rican courtesy (laughs) car. Brilliant. On that note, I think we're just going to boogie. All right. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Let me see if I can get the right button here to get us the outro, and have a great day, everyone. See ya. Be optimistic.